Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Why not? That's my reason. Yeah. Why not? Ooh, that's 37 yards, four interceptions. You're not going to win a football game. If you win a football game with those stats, <laughs> I'll be Tim shocked. Tebow. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Tim Tebow. The Orange Zone, sponsored by Billy Whitaker Cars and Trucks. What's up? Welcome in to the Orange Zone Podcast, the award-winning Orange Zone Podcast. A reminder, you can find every episode on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you want to listen. You can also find every episode on our Orange Zone YouTube page. New episodes released Wednesdays. We invite you to like, comment, subscribe, and be sure to follow our all-new Instagram and TikTok page for even more Orange Zone content. Be sure to share. We've been getting so many good comments over the last few weeks, so we want to thank everyone for that and, and share your thoughts. We want to hear them as it's a big part of kind of what we're talking about is getting the pulse of this Syracuse and really ACC fan base. Tommy Sladek here. We have Samantha Crossan. We have Super Bowl champion James Mungro. We have Brendan Hodges on the producer mic. And guess what? The vibe is continuing. And when I say it like that, I mean it is trending. Down the slope. Down the slope. We're getting into this Syracuse team. Five straight losses. They have hit this weekend neutral site game things are not hot for a minute there we thought it was going to be hotter but this team lost to boston college 17 to 10 and it's not great how are you guys feeling vibe check vibe check you want to know my first thought right off the rip is that that pit fsu game uh like i'm a little bit worried you know Oh, for the Saturday meet. Yeah. I feel like Pitt, despite their record, is actually a better team than people make them out to be. I would agree I with that. I thought that their performance against Jordan Travis was pretty good, especially for the, the final first score? three quarters. What was the final score? I don't remember what the final ended up being, but I, rem- I, I did watch um, a, a decent chunk of that game, mm-hmm. and, and they were really holding Jordan Travis. They have a pretty good defense. That was my main takeaway from it, and against an offense that seriously struggles 24 to 7 so offense not great but I mean defense 24 to 7 yeah like yeah. 24 to 7 not terrible against the team that was at that point the fourth ranked team in the entire country I mean that makes me feel worried that makes me feel like I'm not sure exactly how this week's going to go James well I think you're right Samantha I think you should feel worried um <laughs> Pitt has a chip on their shoulder I'm not saying Syracuse doesn't have a chip on their shoulder but I think Pitt has a little chip on their shoulder, and um, they have a couple wins in the conference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't have no wins at all in the conference. Right. They're playing at a neutral site. Uh, I see Pitt going in there and uh, doing some terrible things to Syracuse, unfortunately. So Pitt, 2-7 and seven overall. Syracuse does have them beat there, but like we mentioned, they do have a conference win. They're 1-4. They've lost three straight. Syracuse has lost four straight, and they are 0-5 in conference play. 0-5 oh, 
James was at the game Friday night. Yes, I was. How was that experience? Because I know your old buddy Dwight Freeney was there getting honored, so yeah, wanted it, to support you know, him. In the very beginning, it, it was good. Um, uh, try to make some positives out of it. Try to think of some positive things that happened during the game. But, you, you know, it's just the whole same thing again with Syracuse. Um, you know, quarterback play. You got a new quarterback in there. Shader was hurt. Uh, I mean, you cannot win a game with 37 yards passing. You just cannot with four turnovers. It's almost impossible to win. Um, and, you know, with the penalties too as well, it doesn't help you at all with the penalties. Um, it, it's just very, very sloppy football. And I, I really think a change need to happen, need to occur definitely after the season. Well, let's get into the quarterback situation because that caught some people off guard. We had heard some rumblings of it on Friday that Trader would be not playing. Honestly, should have looked into him more because it, it kind of happened. We didn't really get that feel, but ultimately they said he was hurt in the Virginia Tech game. Carlos Dorio Wilson comes in. I didn't Personally, I didn't see anything in the Virginia Tech game that was any different. I think it just might have been – it could just be one of those things where it's the same thing that we've been seeing the last few weeks where it's obvious that it's not the same guy that we saw the first four weeks of the season. Quarterback situation this week because Del Rio Wilson got banged up in Friday's game against Boston College, neither available today. Were you surprised by that? I was a little bit. I was hoping that one of them would be made available, and that is something that we had requested. It's not uncommon, especially if someone was hurt in the game prior, right. for them to not be there for that player availability. But you were hoping that you would be able to get just a little, like some semblance of what was going on because Dino always says in his Monday morning press conference that he cannot talk about the injury report because they get seen by a doctor later that day. So you would hope that by Tuesday, if they were there, you could potentially ask those questions, even if it was something as simple as, how are you feeling? That wasn't wasn't made available, unfortunately. It's we strange to me, by the way. I do want to sneak that in. I just think it's it's strange when you aren't able to talk to your team doctor till late on Monday. But. I think it's tactical, quite honestly. <laughs> Either way, uh, they did make Elijah Clark available, and his suspension is over, the partial suspension. So that's just something to know heading into next week as well, and he had some certainly lessons and takeaways from that experience. And for fans wondering, his suspension was an odd one because mm -hmm. it was he was available on special teams but not to play defense. Is that something you ever heard of before? Never heard of that before. And that's, that's, just, that's very odd, and I, I just never heard of that before. I, I don't know why how they have those type of rules or who even make, came up with that rule, but it's, that's just nonsense. That's just complete nonsense. So you think if, if, if you're suspended for the game, you're suspended? You're suspended, you're suspended. Like, you, yeah. I mean, it's just nonsense. And I mean, just like whole the season is. I mean, just like, like how the season is right now, it's just nonsense. And it's just, you know, when it goes downhill, all of it goes downhill. And with that type of decision-making, I've never heard of that before. It's just ridiculous. Like, if, you, if the, the kid's in trouble, kid's in trouble. Let the kid learn from it. But he's not playing defense, but he can play special teams. And he's a big piece of that defense. He's very big in, I think, some of these defensive performances have gone a little bit under the radar just because we're not able to see what this defense is looking like when they're getting off the – when they're able to have those breaks and really have a full four quarters of football where they're playing, you know, I, I would say a a – not a certain number of minutes just to have an opportunity to not be going out there after, you know, you, you force it, you, you have a long drive, you have a big stop, and then the offense does a three and out, and you're right back out there. It's, but we're seeing that over and over again. I think it's kind of dimmed some of these defensive performances. I think Cinco, 
Elijah Clark is one of those that's been a big playmaker. But Sam, you, I mean, you, you spoke with the players on Tuesday and for the sake of the listeners, and I know they feel it is like, we feel like we're recorders at this point. <laughs> like we're repeating ourselves like parrots week after week. What was the bigger, was there anything different? Cause I yes. know the players can sometimes also have a, a similar rhetoric as the losing streak. There was something interesting. What happened today was, because you mentioned some of that repeat energy, and one person I would say who you kind of hear that from is Dan Villari. A couple weeks in a, in a row now, including this week, he has said something to the effect of, I want to see more passion and, and hard work 100% of the time, especially and including during practice. But today, he follows that up by saying that after today's practice, LaQuinn Allen had a speech for the team of his own. So then LeQuint comes out and we say, well, what was that about? You know, was that in the spur of the moment? He's kind of like, yeah, you know, like it was, I don't know if it was either during practice or after practice, but it was, it was um, around that time. And basically he had said, this was his pump up speech to the team. And his message was, we can still get into a bowl game. There is still things to play for. And I guess that was the message behind it is just trying to motivate them. So that was the one thing that I thought was interesting. We kind of heard a little bit of what kind of would have went on at practice. And LeQuint was like, I felt like I needed to be the person to step up. And I wanted to be the person who made sure that the team heard that message. I think he might have felt a little bit like the players were going through the motions. That was like a word that he used. So I don't know. I actually thought that was interesting because sometimes you need to hear something like that, something motivational from another player. It's sort of like with your mom and your dad, like when you're hearing the same thing from them over and over and over, you're sort of tuning it out. But then all of a sudden your older brother says it to you or your younger sister, you're like, damn, everybody's noticing this now. You know what I mean? And for LaQuint, being a younger guy and trying to step up like that, I think that probably means something different to the players. And I do believe that it meant something special to Valari too. Well, you know, the leader on the team on offense is the quarterback, Schrader. So Schrader's not out there, so Sony needs to speak up. And no one's taking the lead in that. Offense line has been shuffling around the whole year. Um, you know, we got some new guys. Gatson's not out there either because he would have spoke up if he was out there. But he's not out there. So that's good that, um, you know, Allen uh, stepped in there and took that role of trying to be a leader. And another positive thing, what you just said, is the guys are not giving up. You know, uh, even though the play is bad and terrible, um, they're not giving up. And they're trying to still trying to figure it out. Um, there's only three, what, three games left. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be tough to figure figure it out. But they're not giving up, and they're you know, hopefully they just stick to the game plan that what they've been doing um, over the past few years of just competing and just go back, just going out there, just playing football and just competing, just tackling and running, and you know, no, no turnovers. But again, th- this year for the guys is unfortunate for them um, of this year because it's a, totally a missed opportunity. But um, you know, I, I think what we were talking about in the very beginning. Who's going to play quarterback? Like, right. Who's going to play quarterback this Saturday? Like, mm-hmm. if both quarterbacks are hurt, our second-string quarterback just had 37 yards passing, a total offense of 200, maybe 30, 40 yards, who's going to play quarterback? And what is his status, and how is that going to look? Do we want to do an impromptu it's a, draft? It's of, a great question. I mean, I think, I think I know who it will be. The wide receiver? 
Um, no, I think it'll be Braden Davis, who's the transfer from South Carolina. And I have this just completely based on, I believe it was the Colgate, because we know we got to get a little bit of a taste of the third, even four stringers, especially in the Colgate game. And then um, with Western Michigan as well. And so he was the third quarterback to come in after Del Rio Wilson. Just a little background on it, because, you know, you, you bring up a great point. I think it's I think it's to leave the other team a little bit on their toes, but there's a complete possibility that it is a guy like Braden Davis coming in um, and actually looking to make some noise at QB. He's a transfer from South but Carolina. From I, North I don't Delaware. think other teams what? would worry about that. I, don't I would. I would. I would be Worried watching. Ta- I, would be, is. I would be watching tape on all three of them if I'm being honest. Whoa. Okay, this is take a brain surgeon. Schrader plays. He's going to run the ball. Tackle Schrader. Okay. He's not even running anymore. Well, he's got beat up so I many exactly. guys so many times. Don't protect himself. It's gonna like I like I said earlier in the year, he has to protect himself. He didn't do that, so therefore, you know, they're gonna win win with him with his legs, running the ball and you know, taking these hits hit after hit, putting his shoulder down. He can step out of bounds, but he preferred to put his shoulder down. Now he's on the sidelines. I'm kind of still wrapped up on what is the percentage or chance that Schrader or Del Rio Wilson actually plays. Is is there any? Is there? I like are both of them still? That's what I mean. In the I, ring I at mean, all? I mean that it's a complete mystery. I think it's. I think it's. I truly think we could see either of them again. Me I think too. we could easily see Schrader so come no, out that. No, like no, like no my gut tells me Schrader. Huh? So no, we, so they're not going to practice. No, I think they week. are. I think they are practicing. And I think they already know who the starter is. I think everybody behind the scenes. I think, and that was even asked today. They're like, I don't know anything. But I, but I know that they do because the question was also asked, when did you know that Carlos Del Rio Wilson was going to be starting last week to one of the players? I forget who it was. And they were like, early. Mm. Which, of course, you know, like that makes sense to me. There, and it also makes sense to me why the media wouldn't know about it. It is, it is tactical. It's a strategy because you don't want the other coach to find out any other players. Like you said, I feel like the one advantage of not knowing who is starting is that for the other team, it does get a little bit confusing, and I do think it probably requires more prep work, and you're not sure exactly what you're going to see. Um, but I, I, I don't know. For if me, I'm it Pittsburgh feels like it's defense, straighter. I'm licking my lips. <laughs> I mean, if if I'm a Pittsburgh Pittsburgh d- defense front line, I'm like I don't care who's playing quarterback. They can't throw the ball. Let's get him. Let's get him. He's going to run. I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's no secret what's going to happen out there. Um, and whoever they bring in, if it's going to be the third-string quarterback, this dude, Carlos, just threw for 37 yards. Stop How it. many yards are we going to get from this guy who's a third-string? I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to be, like, the, the bad person, but I'm just being serious. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pissed myself. I want to be in New York City watching the game this Saturday, but I'm not going to go down there and waste that money. You know, I love Syracuse, but why am I going to waste my money to go down there and see a sloppy game at a neutral site? We, we can't even fill the dome right now. But Granted, we're gonna play someplace else. I like Carlos's vibe. Like he's he he seems like a cool dude. But from what we saw on Friday, and especially if he's banged up on top of that, I don't think that can be the answer this week. That really that don't. is not going to win this game. And you know what the irony <laughs> of this is? And it's a game that I've been just trying to forget about because it was one of the ugliest games I've been to. When Syracuse went to Pitt last year. If you guys remember this, this was when Schrader was out. Del Rio Wilson started. They lost 19-3. to It was bad. Capital B, bad. So to me, if it's not Schrader that's giving it a go, I would 
not be surprised if it's a guy like Braden Davis or someone coming in because why not? That's my reason. Yeah. Why not? Dude, that's 37 amazing. yards, four interceptions. You're not going to win a football game. If you win a football game with those stats, <laughs> I'll be Tim shocked. Tebow. Tim, Te- <laughs> Tim Tebow. Brandon, how you doing, man? What's going on, bro? Well, I was going to see if you guys wanted to do an impromptu draft to who would you want to play quarterback, and I was expecting like a, a Dan Valari or a LaQuinn Allen Wildcat game to, to come out or something like they that. They were asked about They They, they asked enough, about They don't have enough time. They asked about that. And also, like, he's he's – He's been one of the more positive things, I think, with the offense well, yeah, this year. So it's like, I'm not changing both, that. Both of them have been, I feel like. Oh, LaQuint, I mean, we should say that. And I think it's kind of like the given. Like, LaQuint's been great. And but we were I'm expecting su- that as well. But I'm saying. also, I'm not surprised that he's someone that went and spoke up because they've said it since the summer. They're like, he treats every practice like a game. And he's someone I think that we would all love to have as a teammate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he's probably someone that gets so pissed off when things aren't going well. And, you know, speaking of that, at practice, he really impressed me. And that was one guy I thought this season that was really going to uh, take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, Watching my practice, he, like you said, he's 100 miles per hour. Uh, you know, runs the ball out after you know, the guys are swinging at him, you know, trying to knock the ball out. He's still running downfield. So I really like the way he prepares. I really do. And could you imagine what he'd be doing numbers-wise if he actually had holes in some of these yeah. games? I, I, I mean, I saw it at practice, and our defense is a good defense. And he was mm-hmm. going against the starting – well, he was going, going, going against the twos actually at the time. Right. But um, he, he's good, and, that, and that's the whole thing. Like, we have good players. It's the coaches that have to figure out where the players need to be at and have, the, have them in the proper plays. You know their abilities. You know what they can do and what they can't do. So now, as a coach, you have to figure out and game plan – what's going to work and you, you, you can't switch up and do the wildcat and all that now you have one week <laughs> you know to play this game on tv and you know if you're gonna if you're gonna do that you you had to practice that during the bye week and all that type of stuff mm-hmm. to have that mm-hmm. you know to be prepared for a game there are some things that are too good to keep a secret like how your amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip i'd like to check into the centurion lounge Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I mean, they've done a few, you know, wildcat-type jumbo plays at the goal line, but, like, to have a whole offense around that, Brendan, respectfully, I, I don't I, think that works. I'm not even saying, like, whole oh, offense. I don't know. I'm saying, it's kind of sounded like No, it. I'm saying, like, you wouldn't expect them if Schrader and Carlos can't go to have a little wildcat in there mm-hmm. or put Dan behind center just for, like, like be- power or something. That seems like an easy thing to practice, a play or two, rather than a full-on, like, offense around it. You know what they should do? Is they should just get a package all together just for was it the push they call it now the oh the brotherly shove the, brotherly <laughs> the shove. tush push yeah it's a tush push brotherly and just shove. do that the whole way down the field the whole way down the field yeah. James <laughs> you've been complaining about the offensive line all year you think that would work <laughs> something just at this point Brandon we try anything yeah. I'm, I'm a, I mean at this no point, that I totally why, agree. why not I mean we should it's like game of Madden football it's mm-hmm. it's so deep every single time you're, you're smart <laughs> to mention the pit front by the way James one of my stats I brought to you guys in that nice little packet today they Select are the they, they don't do a lot good on defense that they've given up like third most points per game in the conference I'm pretty sure but they get to the quarterback the mm-hmm. last team that we knew got to the quarterback really well with Virginia Tech 
We all saw how that game went. Eight sacks. Yeah. Syracuse has given up an average of just over three and a half sacks in the la- over the course of the last five games, those five straight losses. So, I mean, hey, just watch out for Pitt's defense to put pressure on early and often. If Syracuse wants to run the ball, they're going to be running against a stacked box because, like you said, James, I don't think Pitt's expecting them to throw the ball anywhere over the yard. I'm not – I mean, anybody who's been watching Syracuse for the past few weeks. Brandon, can you – Tell the tell the viewers about the quarterback situation. Yeah, because uh, this is this is a little bit wild. So six games in the season, Tommy's uh, favorite name to say in the <laughs> ACC, Phil Jerkovic. I could he, not remember he, for he, so long. I remember that it was a, it was a constant battle with my mind. Well, so, he was still at BC <laughs> last year, so, right? And he was at Boston College, and he transferred to Pitt because I mean he was good, dude. He was he was really a bigger name in the beginning of the year. He went through some injuries. But this man is at tight end now. Yeah, he he got replaced midway through the season by Christian Veyer, Canadian. The name is not spelled like that. It's like V-U-E-L-L-I-U-X. You're welcome. We we had a – Chiron Drones was the reason that I did that this week. We've had great names. I'm looking at these. I'm like, look, are you kidding me? Kanata Mumfield, Mumfield, Bub Means, Rodney (laughs) Hammond, Sebo Flemister. But no, so uh, with like our like that is unbelievable, <laughs> Pitt fans. Yeah, like, I'm sure they've known that all year, but yep. like from the outside eye, that is that is amazing. But no, so with, with Vayer, like he hasn't been like great, fifty mm-hmm. percent completions. Like he, he's been fine, but they haven't won with him. Like it, it, he's played in six games. He replaced Jerkovic. Jerkovic decided let's go play tight end because I'm a big dude and I'm not going to get under center the rest of this year. It, it's just like. I don't know. Like it's kind of like didn't Pitt have Keaton Slovis under center for that game against SU last year? It was yeah, not, not a great quarterback, but they got it done because SU was just like worse than they were in that game. He was at uh, USC. He was at USC, right? then transferred to Pitt. Yeah, oh, dude, that was such an ugly. But ugly it's game. like it's kind of like it's <laughs> setting so bad. It's setting Sorry. up the same yeah. way with like <laughs> Vayer just kind of being. He's a guy. Like he had. They don't run the ball well, really, at all. They rush for just over 100 yards a game, second worst in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Like, er, Sorry, worst in the ACC. It's it's like it, it's going to be Syracuse is going to be like, we can stop the run with our front. Let's cover the pass. And Pitt's going to be like, we know they can't pass the ball. Let's stop the run. It's just going to be an ugly football game that's one like a lot of stuff in the midfield teams punting from their 20 to the other 20 and vice versa. I don't expect this to be a high-scoring game, and I don't I don't know who to pick to win. Both of these teams are bad. Mm-hmm. They're just both bad. I know who to pick. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But but no, back to – has back, changed his team. Before we go yeah. back to you guys, I, I know I haven't picked games this year. You can pick this week. Uh, I'm, I want you to pick this week. Hit, hit us with yours. You're going to kick off game picks. I'm picking Syracuse. He's picking Syracuse. I look, score I, and why? I'm picking Syracuse in like a 16 to 12 game. Could oh. like it's it, it's just going to be an it, it's at Yankee Stadium. I have no idea what the weather's going to be like, but let's just say for for kicks, it's going to rain. It's just going to be an ugly, like, sloppy game. And who can run the ball better is the key for me. And SU by far runs the ball better than Pitt. Right now, right, right now, now, especially last week, actually that was very encouraging. So I, I, it's it could com- go completely the other way because Syracuse is prone to mistakes, but at this point it's like if it is Braden Davis starting or if they decide they're pulling out all the stops this week, LeQuint's probably gonna 
I would be shocked if they don't have LaQuint Allen taking a snap from the Wildcat and running behind 10 guys. So you can even up the numbers game and just go. But if I were them, I would literally just say, we have big people. You have big people. Let's see if our big people can beat your big people and run the clock down and run down the field. It's going to be a quick game. It's going to be an ugly game. Probably not going to watch it, even though I should because cover SU. <laughs> I'll, be call- I'll be calling a volleyball game. That's why I won't be watching okay. it but on Saturday. It's, like, it's a game I wouldn't want to watch if I wasn't affiliated with Syracuse and having to cover it for this. But I'll go back and watch it. And if it's not a game where there's like 50 rushing attempts between the two teams, I will be shocked. Okay, there we go. Okay. That's Brendan's. We, we, that we, is. We heard it. We we heard the whole. We story. heard the whole thing. You got any more, Brandon? Uh, James, what's your score? My score first. Let me say who my winner is going to be. You're not even waiting for Sam right now. That's amazing. That's I'm sorry. crazy. I'm sorry. I'm no, being, no, I'm no, being no, no, no. Is that no, no, no? It's not disrespectful. <laughs> hey, no, no, we're, no you're, he's <laughs> we're we're like that's impressive. Like we're proud because I do feel like you're always kind of like I'm wondering if I if, side eye. I'm wondering if my big speech got him to turn back to Syracuse like Sam's big speech. No way. He's Hell to the he's no. He's Pitt immediately. <laughs> Pitt Panthers, baby. Pitt Panthers. Pit Panthers. Pit Panthers. Final they're score. A, they're going to take a bite of that orange mm-hmm. and spit the seeds out. Okay. <laughs> they have no offense. It's, uh, it's terrible to say that as an offensive guy, Syracuse has no offense, and they have not proven to have offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm saying the score is probably going to be somewhere between 24 10. 24-10. All right. 24-10 final score. Sam, you like yours? I'm, I'm also going Pitt Panthers on okay. this. Um, and last week I feel like I sort of gave the Orange the, the benefit of the doubt. I, I chose BC to win, but I I set a score that you was relatively high. You had them scoring high. points. You had them scoring yeah, points, I Yeah, I did. And I, will not, and I will not be doing that again. But the problem is this. You do the player interview. <laughs> the players talk you into it because <laughs> you see the excitement. You see, like, oh my gosh, they're gonna they're gonna turn this around as being a former athlete. You feel that way because you know and been through stuff like that, and you give them the benefit of the doubt. I see that they feel inspired, but this time around, it's not enough for me, and I am learning from my <laughs> mistakes. Um, but I, I actually could see it going the way Brendan said that it would. But either way, I have to go with my gut on this. I'm going with the Pitt Panthers. I'm going with a score. To the tune of seventeen ten. Mm-hmm. Just copy me. Seventeen ten. You didn't say that, bro. Last week. Goodbye. And you didn't it. say it last week either. That's all I got to say. I thought of my man. My all right. Oh, you know what well, else I have to say? What? Every every single week that I see this team play, they remind me more and more of the Jets. To be Oh, I mean, that was well. I'm sorry. I, mean, we go that low I don't know if we're ever going to get James back in here. Now. I watched that game Monday night. I, I had to work I really, it. And I see that. But but real, I'm just saying, like like it's just like one of those, just like it's just mind numbing. And maybe it's because I was shooting last week. I just feel like I saw just so many just possessions back and forth of just nothingness. I I ran so so many like. I probably ran a mile so, with that camera. So you know? for the viewers, Sam, for the most part, we like to have the offense coming at the camera. That way, it's you know the ball's flowing through the air. <laughs> so imagine my night. Angles. I got what so when, I when, get, when yes. the possession gets turned over, when <laughs> yeah. you see when that commercial break happens, and a lot of times it's pretty quick. There's these really narrow lines behind the team's <laughs> benches. So 
you're basically just sprinting with your stuff, and, and it can get in a game like that. It's it's bad. Like and I was you, here. And if you ever watch any like really big game like the Super Bowl, you'll see all the reporters. They have like their own little lane where the reporter is running back and forth. That's hilarious. Yes. I've seen that. I've seen people like five people just tumble. <laughs> it's great video. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a great video. Uh, for me. 10 did me great last week. I mean, 10 points. I nailed the Syracuse part, so I feel like I can nail that again. This one, though, I'm going to go with Pitt 12, Syracuse 10. I think there's a Pitt touchdown field goal safety just because a safety is not out of the question. We saw it in the Virginia Tech game. I think there's going to be an obscurity of sorts, kind of like Brendan said, where I think that pops in there. Um could they win this game? Yes, and I believe it is if the quarterback situation is just better. If it's Delvaria Wilson, I just I, I don't see it, especially if he's banged up on top of that. So do you think the third-string quarterback will give us a W? Maybe. Why not at this point? Why not? But they also have it on the depth chart. They have the depth chart where it is for a reason. So yeah. end of the day, you want your first guy out in there. In case you guys are wondering, Tommy is once again the only person who has picked Syracuse to cover. And Well, I picked him to win, so I guess I'm with him there, but he's the only one who picked Pitts to win with Syracuse to cover. You see how bad I'm doing against the spread, dude? Like, I have to I have You to won against the up. spread last week. I know, finally, but I'm 3-5. and five. Yeah. James and Sam are just toasting me. Yeah. You guys so. want some football I'm trivia? I'm even cooking James. Yeah, let's do football trivia, and then we wrap <laughs> this <laughs> up. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I'm cooking everybody. Uh, I'm a chef. Yeah, so you guys remember, I don't think Munger so was here either. last year, but the infamous Moten beasting Brendan question about Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. I have another Yankee Stadium question. Okay. There are four active Division I programs with more wins at football programs, I should say. So you're not, like, yelling at me here. Four active Division I football programs with more wins at Yankee Stadium than Syracuse. Name one of them, and you all need to name a different team. Okay, re- repeat that again because I was yeah. just reading the bottom of what you wrote I was down. paying attention to Sam's, Sam's Hulk hands. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, Brandon. There are four current – there are four active Division One football programs with more wins at Yankee Stadium than Syracuse. This is all time. Name one of them, and all of you need to pick a different team. I'll tell you a team that has one win, Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, Syracuse has – USC. Syracuse, uh, USC. Oh, have they been there? I think. I think. Oh, you I said, think, wait. You said Yankee Stadium, though. Yankee Stadium. So, what teams would be playing at Yankee Stadium? It's also Pitt? like probably Pittsburgh. But I think Pitt's one of them because the this is this game is marking the centennial 100 yeah, Pitt, years yeah, of Pitt, Pitt. Syracuse. Pitt, Pitt has been there. Pitt has so been Pitt has definitely been there. I think Pitt's one. Um, and I feel like the other Minnesota. ones just related to like the yeah, honestly. Well. Although Syracuse, how many t- Syracuse, we know has at least one there because they, they pl- beat West Virginia ten years ago, uh, twenty twelve. But they, they played, didn't play. There's not. I mean, how many played, games they, have been played at Yankee Stadium? Not, not well, a lot. Just since twenty. Wise. Just since twenty eleven. So as so like they've had. So this is they have more than Syracuse, right? Yes. You're saying there okay. are four active Division one programs. Is it with, with two wins? More than that. It's it's four Syrac- tied for more. Syracuse than, has won seven games at Yankee Stadium all time. Okay. All right. This in a hundred years, Tommy. That is true. I say Penn State. So this is pre. Oh, that is a good. That one. is a great. That's one. a great one. Okay. So Penn State. I like Pitt too. I like Pitt. Um. Do Again, think- you all get to pick one team. Oh, I'm going. I thought we had to get all four. No, you have. It's pick. It's name one team. Okay. But you all have to pick a different team. I said all Penn right, State. Here's Penn State. Do you want to go Pitt or do you want to go someone else? 
Because also on the board is like a Fordham or like a, you know what I mean? Like like a team that is closer to Closer to New Yankee York City? Stadium, like Rutgers. Ella, uh, Rutgers. That's not bad. Well, Rutgers wouldn't play there. I think they, well. I mean, no. How far away do you think that is from East Rutherford? Well, not far 40 enough, minutes? Right. I like, I, I, I have to say, I thought Penn State was a snipe. I hope you're yeah. right about that. Oh, I am too. Um, I don't know. I guess I can go Pitt and you can take the third one. All right. I'll take Fordham. All right, just to recap, Tommy picked Fordham. Mm-hmm. Sam picked <laughs> Pitt. Yes. And James has Penn State. You, you got one? Well, I should, uh, can I change mine? Yeah. You, Do you want to? Yeah. What's Virginia going to say? Think, I, I think I'm going to switch it to Army. Oh, that's nice. Yes. But okay. I think we yes. might have all four, if I'm being honest. Okay. One of these teams is out of the SWAC. Grambling State. 13 wins at Yankee Stadium all time. I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> I don't even. One. I, I can see that, though. Grand is Notre State. Dame. Oh. 18. Mr. Sladek. Fordham was one of them. Come on. Oh. Oh. With 15. Wow. Dang. And he gets a bonus point because Army is the other one. Whoa. Wow. Look at you. I'm the color of fire Both right have now. 15. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so. Tommy, well done. I, you. I applaud you. Thank you, guys. And, and as for Sam and Mungro, better luck next time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, this is a team team. Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I'm <laughs> saying you may not call, but this is a team effort at this round. How many did Pitt at the have? Tables, Pitt's, uh, they have one. Just one. Penn, how about Penn that's State? A pro- Penn that's State pretty shocking. There? I don't remember how many Penn State They've has. only played there in 1923. They played there three. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't played since then. Syracuse, well, won, only Syracuse won that game in 1923. Three nothing, by the way. Which is a score I could totally see this game having. This that weekend. would be so funny. <laughs> I'm actually rooting for that. But now. um, no, they uh, they are one and two all time at Yankee Stadium. Okay. Okay. Um, How about Penn State? I, I don't remember. I can look it up while we get into basketball. Because I, I like was, that one uh, a lot. Was Rutgers ever there? Uh, again, it would have to be something I look up while you guys uh gotcha. finish yeah. up here. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, hey, Let's that's um, that's our orange zone show for football. Syracuse taking on Pitt, 3.30 Saturday. We'll be back here next week. Um, Again, this is a strange situation, right? Because in the final thoughts, the energy and feel around this team, it's as if they're 1-8. But they could still go to a bowl game, and that's a crazy part of this whole thing. In a win, win, no matter how ugly it is, puts this team at 5-5, and and it it makes our job harder in figuring out what the heck the future of this team is going to be. And that's what they're playing for. That's what what pride and everything else. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're playing for right now. I mean, you're not going to win the conference. Um, Go to a bowl game. I do have answers for you now. The two teams were Rutgers and Penn State? Yes. Rutgers. Three and eight all time at Yankee Stadium. Eleven trips there. Uh, Penn State, one, two, and one because there were ties in college football a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that checks out. Final thought. I should have picked Fordham. Left you with Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Better luck next time. <laughs> How about you, James? Hey, this. Uh, I just want to see some good football. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know the for the seniors at the uh, for Syracuse seniors, you know. It's got three games left. Yep. You know, what do you, what do you want out of it? You know, if they're watching this, what do you want out of it? You know, look look deep into it because you got three games left. Then it's over with. Heard it right there. 
James Mungro, Sam Crossan, Brendan Hodges. I'm Tommy Sladak, Billy Whitaker, Cars and Trucks. We appreciate you. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you for listening. Make sure you're commenting. Just, you know, last week was a little bit more geared towards should Dino Babers be fired. This week, it's what are you expecting? What do you want to see on Saturday? What are you What are you thinking about with this program? Is it completely forward, or are you still locked into these last three games and curious to see what's happened? Let us know. We're out of here. Peace.